welcome to Storytime with David and Mommy. So we're reading I think that's a good. The Magic Treehouse, The Night at Dawn. <laughs> this one has a ninja. Chapter 1, The Dark Woods. Jack couldn't sleep. He put his glasses on. He looked at the clock. It was 5.30, too early to get up. Yesterday, so many strange things had happened. Now he was trying to figure them out. He turned on the light. He picked up his notebook. He looked at the list he'd made before going to bed. Found treehouse in the woods. Found lots of books in it. Pointed to pterodon picture in book. Made a wish. Went to time of dinosaurs. Pointed to a picture of Frog Creek Woods. Made a wish. Came home to Frog Creek. Jack pushed his glasses into place. Who was going to believe any of this? His mom wouldn't believe it, neither would his dad or his third grade teacher, Mrs. Watkins. Only his seven-year-old sister, Annie, understood. She had gone with him to the time of the dinosaurs. <coughs> Can't you sleep? Annie was standing in his doorway. Nope, said Jack. Me neither, said Annie. What are you doing? She walked over to Jack and looked at his notebook. She read the list. Aren't you going to write about the gold medal? she asked. You mean the gold medallion, said Jack. He picked up his pencil and wrote, Found this in dinosaur time. Found the gold medallion. Yeah. Or the was there before then. Who was yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. It, Maybe we'll find it had this M, like yeah. mysterious mm. mummy. <laughs> Aren't you going to put the letter M in the, in the medal? said Annie. Medallion, said Jack, not metal. Medallion. It has an M. added an M. Aren't you going to write about the magic person? We don't know for sure if there is a magic person, said Jack. Oh, that, yeah. That is the magic person. Mm. He is a ninja dressed in night. Mm. Well, someone built the treehouse in the woods, and someone put the books in it. Someone lost a gold medal in dinosaur time, said Annie. Medallion, said Jack for the third time, and I'm just writing the facts, the stuff we know for sure. Let's go back to the treehouse right now, said Annie, and find out if the magic person is a fact. Are you nuts, said Jack? The sun's not even up. Come on, said Annie. Maybe we can catch them sleeping. I don't think we should go there, said Jack. He was worried. What if the magic person was mean? What if he or she didn't want kids to know about the treehouse? Well, I'm going, said Annie. Jack looked out of the window at the gray sky. It was almost dawn. He sighed. Okay, go get dressed. I'll meet you at the back door. Be quiet. Yay, whispered Annie. She tiptoed away as quietly as a mouse. Jack put on jeans, a warm sweatshirt, and sneakers. He tossed his notebook and pencil into his backpack. He crept downstairs. Annie was waiting by the back door. She shined a flashlight in Jack's face. Ta-da! A magic wand, she said. That's not a magic wand. It's a flashlight. Don't wake Mom and Dad, whispered Jack. And turn that flashlight off. We don't want anyone to see us. 
Annie nodded and turned the flashlight off. Then she clipped it to her belt. Jack and Annie slipped out of the door into the cool early morning air. Crickets were chirping and the dog next door barked. Quiet, Henry, whispered Annie. Henry stopped barking. Animals always seem to do what Annie said. Let's run, said Jack. Jack and Annie dashed across the dark, wet lawn and didn't stop until they reached Frog Creek Woods. We need the flashlight now, said Jack. Annie took it off of her belt and switched it on. Step by step, she and Jack walked between the trees. Jack held his breath. The dark woods were a little scary. Gotcha, said Annie, shining the flashlight in Jack's face. Jack jumped back. Then he frowned. Cut it out, he said. I scared you, said Annie. Jack glared at her. Stop pretending, he whispered. This is serious. Okay, okay. Annie shined her Annie flashlight. Annie is not going to do this up. Jack is serious. Well, Annie's mm. just blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't think they should have left the house without telling their parents. I don't think that was very smart. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Because when they come out, I think when they come out, maybe they... I think when they want to come out, like, come in, maybe they'll get captured. Yeah. By that mysterious guy. It could be. Or they could they could get in big, huge trouble, or they could get hurt and their parents wouldn't know where they were. It'd be terrible. Or they could... Or they could get their legs stuck with fire mm. and steal their leg. Mm -hmm. And it's stuck on, on a tree and it's only starting to go on the tree. Mm. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Now what are you doing, said Jack. Looking for the treehouse. Light stopped moving. <laughs> the light stopped moving. Zanny was shining her flashlight around. The mysterious treehouse sat high in the branches of the tallest tree in the woods. Annie shined her, shone her light down the long rope ladder. I'm going up, she said. Still holding the flashlight, she began to climb. Wait, Jack called. What if someone was in the treehouse? Annie, come back. But Annie was gone. The light had disappeared. Jack was alone in the dark. Hello. Chapter 2, Leaving Again. Annie, Jack called. No one's here, she shouted back. Jack thought about going home. Then he thought about all the books in the treehouse. He started up the ladder. When he was almost to the top, he saw a light in a distant sky. Dawn was starting to break. Jack, dawn. Dawn is when the sun comes up. He says, dawn. It was very early morning. This is very early. Mm. So it's very early. For us, it's later, yeah. but in the story, it's early. Jack crawled through a hole in the treehouse floor and took off his backpack. Annie shone, shone her flashlight on the books scattered about the floor. They're still here, she said. Annie shone a light on the dinosaur book. It was the book that had taken them to the time of the dinosaurs. Whoa. Remember the Tyrannosaurus Rex? asked Annie. Jack shuddered. Of course he remembered. How could anyone forget seeing a real live Tyrannosaurus Rex? The light fell on a book about Pennsylvania. A red silk bookmark stuck out of it. Remember the picture of Frog Creek? said Annie. Frog Creek. Of course, said Jack. That was a picture that had brought them home. There's my favorite, said Annie. The light was shining on a book about knights and castles. There was a blue leather bookmark in it. Annie turned to the page with the bookmark. There was a picture of a knight on a black horse. He was riding towards a castle. 
Annie, close that book, said Jack. I know what you're thinking. Annie pointed at the cover. Don't, Annie. We wish we could go there, Annie said. We don't, no, we don't, shouted Jack. The wind began to moan. The leaves began to tremble. It was happening again. We're leaving, cried Annie. Get down. The wind moaned louder. The leaves shook harder. Jack squeezed his eyes shut. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Jack opened his eyes. He shivered. The air was damp and cool. The sound of a horse's whinny came from below. I think we're we're here, whispered Annie. She was still holding the castle book. Jack peeked out of the window. A huge castle loomed out of the fog. Jack looked around. The treehouse was in a different oak tree. Look, said Annie. Down below, a knight on a black horse was riding by. Oh, man, said Jack. That's incredible, but we can't stay here. We have to go home and make a plan first. He picked up the book about Pennsylvania. He opened it to the page with the red silk bookmark. He pointed to the photograph of Frog Creek Woods. I wish... No, said Annie. She yanked the book away from him. Let's stay. I want to visit the castle. You're nuts. We need to examine the situation, said Jack. From here. Let's examine it from home. Let's examine it here, said Annie. Come on, Annie. Jack held out his hand. Give it. Annie gave Jack the book. Okay, you can go home. I'm staying, she said. She clipped the flashlight to her belt. Wait, said Jack. I'm going to take a peek. A teeny peek, she said, and she scooted down the ladder. Jack groaned. Okay, Annie won. He couldn't leave without her. Besides, he sort of wanted to take a peek himself. Jack put down the book about Pennsylvania. He dropped the castle book into his pack. He stepped onto the ladder and headed into the cool, misty air. A little bit Mm. Chapter 3. Honey, I don't like that. Okay. Across the bridge. Do you want me to keep reading or do you want me to be done? I'll you to keep reading. Okay. Annie was under the tree looking across the foggy ground. I think the knight's riding towards that bridge. The bridge goes to the castle. Wait, I'll look it up, said Jack. Give me the flashlight. He took the flashlight from Annie and pulled the castle book out of his pack. He opened it to the page with the leather bookmark. He read the words under the picture of the knight. This is a knight arriving for a castle feast. Knights wore armor when they traveled long and dangerous distances. Armor was very heavy. A tournament helmet could weigh up to 40 pounds. 40? Yeah. Wow, Jack had weighed 40 pounds when he was five. It would be like right now. Wait, ow! Yeah, you you pulled my hair. Sorry, baby. <laughs> I am not a baby. Can you come sit next to me? Thank you. This is better because I can cuddle with you. Like I want to cuddle with you on the head. No. Why? Because it hurts my hair. Then it will touch it. Let's see. It would be like riding a horse with a five-year-old on your head, he thought. I can't read when you're moving my arm, honey. 
Jack pulled out his notebook. He wanted to take notes as he'd done on their dinosaur trip. He wrote, heavy head. What else? He turned the pages of the castle book, and he found a picture that showed the whole castle and the buildings around it. The knight's crossing the bridge, said Annie. He's going through the gate. He's gone. Jack studied the bridge in the picture. He read, a drawbridge crossed the moat. The moat was filled with water to help protect to protect the castle from enemies. Some people believe that crocodiles were kept in the moat. Jack wrote in his notebook, Crocodiles in moat? Question. Look, said Annie, peering through the wind, the mist. A windmill right over there. Yeah, there's a windmill in here too, said Jack, pointing at the picture. Look at the real one, Jack, said Annie, not the one in the book. A piercing shriek split the air. Yikes, said Annie. It sounded like it came from that little house over there. She pointed through the fog. There's a little house here, said Jack, studying the picture. He turned the page and read, The hawk house was the inner was the inner ward of the castle. Hawks were trained to hunt other birds and small animals. I'm just reading talking with a song. I think we're done reading if you like. No! You think you can stop messing with me? Yeah. Yes. Would you like to get your dackle? No. I think dackle. Actually, is... no. No. Do you want to hold a pillow? Yeah. No. Grab a pillow. You're lying right next to one. Let's see. Jack wrote in his notebook, Hawks in Hawk House. We must be in the inner, we must be in the inner ward, said Jack. Listen, whispered Annie. Do you hear that? Drums, horns, they're coming from the castle. We'll go, let's go see. Wait, said Jack. He turned more pages of the book. I want to see what's really going on, Jack. Not what's in that book, said Annie. But look at this, said Jack. He pointed to a picture of a big party. Men were standing by the door playing drums and horns. He read, feasts were held in the great hall. Fanfares were played to announce different dishes in a feast. You can look at the book. I'm going to the real feast, said Annie. Wait, said Jack, studying the picture. It showed boys his age carrying trays of food. On the trays were peacocks with all their feathers, whole pigs, and pies. Peacocks, Jack thought. He wrote, they eat peacocks? Add pigs, add pie. Yeah. He held up the book to show Annie. Look, I think they eat. Where was she? <gasps> Jack looked through the fog. He heard real drums and real horses. He saw the real <laughs> hawk house, the real window, and the real moat. He saw Annie dashing across the real drawbridge. She vanished through the gate leading to the castle. Chapter 4, Into the Castle. Oh, brother, muttered Jack. He threw his stuff into his pack and moved towards the drawbridge. He hoped no one would see him. It was getting darker. When Jack got to the bridge, he started across. The wooden planks creaked under his feet. He peered over the edge of the bridge. Are there any crocodiles in the moat? He wondered. He couldn't tell. Halt! someone shouted. A guard on top of the castle was looking down. Jack dashed across the bridge. He ran through the castle gate and into the courtyard. He heard the sounds of music, shouting, and laughter. Jack hurried towards the dark corner to a dark corner and crouched down. He 
He shivered as he looked for Annie. Torches lit the high wall around the courtyard. The courtyard was nearly empty. Two boys led horses that clopped over the gray cobblestones. One of them was a knight's black horse. Psst, Jack! Jack peered through the darkness. There was Annie. I don't she was know. hiding behind a, wall, a well in the center of the courtyard. She waved at him. Jack waved back. He waited until the boys and horses disappeared inside the stable. Then he dashed into the well. I'm going to find the music, whispered Annie. Are you coming? Okay, said Jack with a sigh. They tipped together across the cobblestones. Then they slipped through the entrance of the castle. Laughter and music came from a bright room in front of them. They stood at the doorway and peeked in. The feast in the great hall, whispered Jack. He held his breath as he stared in awe. A giant fireplace blazed at one end of the noisy room. Antlers and rungs, rugs hung on the stone walls. Flowers covered the floor. You okay? I'm itchy. You're going to have a bath after dinner, okay? People in bright clothes and funny hats strolled along the ground. Some played oddly shaped guitars. Some juggled balls in the air and some balanced swords on their hands. Boys in short dresses carried huge trays of food. Like they put one finger up and the sword has to go on it. Ooh, yeah. Pointing to someone and then mm. they kill them. I hope they don't do that. That's what they do in real castles. Look, I mean, all of it the time of real castles. <clears throat> uh, dogs were fighting over bones under tables. Men and women dressed in capes and furs sat on long, crowded wooden tables. I wonder which one is the knight, said Jack. I don't know, whispered Annie, but look, they're all eating with their fingers. Halt! Someone shouted behind them. Jack whirled around. A man carrying a tray of pies was standing two feet away. Who art thou? he asked angrily. Jack! squeaked Jack. Annie! squeaked Annie. They ran as fast as they could down the dimly lit hallway. Jack says Jack and it's an Annie. Mm. Let's pause this here. Okay? No, no. And we'll come back I want to read two more pages. I want to read two more pages. Well, Annie, I think that Daddy's got dinner almost ready. So oh, I think we should I just pause want, it here. I just want to read this page. It says chapter 5, Trapped. Okay, we'll read this this page only, okay? Come on, cried Annie, hurry! Jack raced behind her. Here, quick! Annie dashed through a door off the hallway. She pushed the door open. Jack and Annie stumbled into a cold, dark room. The door creaked shut behind them. Give me the flashlight! Give me the flashlight, said Annie. Jack handed it to her, and she switched it on. Yikes, said Annie. A row of knights was right in front of them. Okay. Yeah, but we're just pausing. We'll come back to it, okay? No, I want to read this whole topic. We're going to pause because Daddy worked hard to get his dinner ready. And we're going to eat dinner, okay? Okay. So we were on chapter five. cried Annie. Hurry! Jack raced behind her. Here, quick! Annie dashed through a door of the hallway. She pushed the door open. Jack and Annie stumbled into a dark, cold room. The door creaked shut behind them. 
That wasn't a good idea. No. Give me the flashlight, said Annie. Jack handed it to her and she switched it on. Yikes, said Annie. A row of knights was right in front of them. Mama, these are the teenagers and those are adults. Mm. Well, I wonder, they are night children. Yeah, I wonder if those have people in them then this, or if they're just empty suits of armor. Yeah. Some suits in the castles don't move. Hmm. That means they're empty. Some do move. That means they're not empty. I never. I never Annie flicked off the light. Silence. They aren't moving, whispered Jack. Annie switched the light back on. They're just suits, Jack said. Without heads, said Annie. Let me have the flashlight for a second, said Jack, so I can look at the book. Annie handed Jack the flashlight. He pulled out the castle book. He flipped through the pages until he found what he was looking for. Jack put the book away. It's called the armory, he said. It's where armor and weapons are stored. He shone the flashlight around the room. Oh, man, whispered Jack. The light fell on shiny breastplates, leg plates, and arm plates. Shelves were filled with helmets and weapons. Shields, spears, swords, crossbows, clubs, and battle axes hung on the walls. Voices came from the hallway. Let's hide, said Annie. Wait, said Jack. I've got to check on something first. Hurry, said Annie. It'll just take a second, said Jack. Hold this. He handed Annie the flashlight. He tried to lift the helmet from the shelf. It was too heavy. He bent down and dragged the helmet over his head. The visor slammed shut. Oh, man, thought Jack. This is worse than having a five-year-old on my head. It's like having a ten-year-old on my head. He put one of the helmets on. Not only could Jack not lift his head, he couldn't see anything either. Jack, Annie sounded far away. They're getting closer. Turn off the flashlight, Jack's voice echoed from inside the metal helmet. He struggled to get the helmet off. Suddenly he lost his balance and went crashing into the other pieces of armor. Metal plates and weapons clattered to the floor. Jack lay on the floor in the dark. He tried to get up, but his head was too heavy. He heard deep voices. Someone grabbed him by the arm. The next thing he knew, his helmet was yanked off. He was staring into the fiery light of a torch. Chapter 6. Ta-da! In the torchlight, Jack saw three huge men standing over him. One with very squinty eyes held the torch, and one with a very red face held Jack. One with a long mustache held Annie. Annie was kicking and yelling. Stop! said the one with the very long mustache. Who art thou? said the one with the very red face. Spies, foreigners, Egyptians, Romans, Persians, said the squinty-eyed one. No, you dummies, said Annie. Oh, brother, Jack muttered. Arrest them, said the red-faced. The dungeon, said squinty-eyes. Uh, I don't know what's in the dungeon. Mm. Usually, there's some kind of monster in the dungeon, oh. or dragon, or... A sea monster. Ooh. They can fall into a dungeon pool with a big underwater monster like Mosasaurus. Mm. Or they could do it on the other one 
with a dragon. Whoa. So to fairy pit. Hmm. Oh, wonderful. That sounds scary. How's your finger? Is something okay? Does it hurt? No. Okay. Shooting well or better. Okay. How's your back? Is your back okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, where were we? The guards marched Jack and Annie out of the armory. Go, said the guard, giving him a push. Jack went. Squinty, Annie, Mustache, Jack, and Red marched down <clears throat> the long, dark hallway. They marched down a narrow, winding staircase. Jack heard Annie shouting at the guards. Meanies, we didn't do anything! The guards laughed. <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs was a big iron door with a bar across it. Squinty lifted the door. He shoved the door, and it creaked open. Mustache and Red pushed Jack and Annie into a cold, clammy room. The, fi the fiery torch lit the dungeon. There were chains hanging from the filthy walls. Water dripped from the ceiling, making puddles on the stone floor. It was the creepiest place Jack had ever seen. It's a dungeon. Mm -hmm. We'll keep them here until the feast is done. Then turn them over to the duke, said Squinty. He knows how to take care of thieves. There will be a hanging tomorrow, said Mustache. If the rats don't get them first, said Red. They all laughed. Jack felt his backpack move. Annie was quietly opening it. Come on, let's chain the two of them, said Squinty. The guards started towards Jack and Annie. Annie whipped her flashlight out of Jack's pack. Ta-da! she yelled. The guards froze. They stared at the tiny flashlight in Annie's hand. Annie switched on the light. The guards gasped. They jumped back against the wall. Squinty dropped his torch. It fell into a dirty puddle on the floor, sputtered, and went out. My magic wand, Annie said, waving the flashlight. Get down, or I'll wipe you out. Jack's mouth dropped open. Annie fiercely pointed her light at Squinty, then Mustache, then Red. Each howled and covered his face. Down, all of you! Get down! shouted Annie. One by one, the guards knelt down on the wet floor. Jack couldn't believe it. Come on, whispered Annie to Jack. Let's go now! Jack looked at the open doorway. He looked at the guards, quaking on the ground. Hurry, said Annie. In one quick leap, Jack followed Annie out of the terrible dungeon. They've never seen a flashlight before. What flashlight? She's got her flashlight. That's what they were scared of. They think it's magic. Chapter 7. The Secret Passage. Annie and Jack raced up, back up the winding stairs, down the long hallway. They hadn't gone far when they heard shouting behind them, dogs barking in the distance. Annie cried. In here, said Jack. He shoved open a door want, off the hallway. I want to go and let Winnie out. You want to let Winnie back in? Okay. Can you? Do you want to hold this? See if you can read something. Can you pick out some letters? Yeah. I see something that looks hippo. He. I 
Rock City Bomber. Did you find any other letters? No. Well, there was that word, so this is this chapter is called A Secret Passage. Yeah, a secret passage. Annie and Jack raced back up the winding stairs and down the long hallway. They hadn't gone far before they heard shouting behind them. Dogs barked in the distance. Annie cried. In here, Jack said. He shoved open the door off the hallway and pulled Annie into a dark room. Jack pushed the door shut. Then Annie shone her flashlight around the room. There were rows and stacks of wooden bar- uh, rows of sacks and wooden barrels. I'd better look in the book, said Jack, pulling out the book and flipping through the pages. Shh, said Annie. Someone's coming. Jack and Annie jumped behind the door as it creaked open. Jack held his breath. A light from a torch danced wildly over the sacks and barrels. The light disappeared. The door slammed shut. Oh, man, whispered Jack. We have to hurry. They might come back. His hands were trembling as he turned the pages of the book. Here's a map of the castle, he said. Look, this must be the room we're in. It's a storeroom. Jack studied the room in the book. Those are sacks of flour and barrels of wine. Who cares? We have to go, said Annie, before they come back. No, look, said Jack. He pointed at the map. There's a trap door. He read aloud. In this castle, a trap door led from the storeroom through a secret passage to a precipice over the moat. What's a precipice? Well, that's exactly what Annie just asked. What's a precipice? said Annie. I don't know, but we'll find out, said Jack. But first we have to find the trap door. Jack looked at the picture carefully. Then he shone his light, his flashlight around the room. The floor of the room was made of stones. The trapdoor in the picture was five stones from the door to the hallway. Jack shone his light on the floor and counted the stones out loud. One, two, three, four, five. He stamped his foot on the fifth stone. It was loose. Jack put the flashlight on the floor. He worked his fingers under the thin slab of stone and tried to lift it. Help, Jack said. It's heavy. Annie helped Jack lift the stone square out of its place. Underneath was a small wooden door. Jack and Annie tugged on the rope handle of the door. The door fell open with a thunk. Jack picked up the flashlight and shone it down the hole. There's a little ladder, he said. Let's go. He clipped the flashlight onto his belt and felt his way down the small ladder. Annie followed. When they reached the bottom of the ladder, Jack shone the light around them. There was a tunnel. Jack crouched down and began moving through the damp, creepy tunnel. The flashlight dimly flickered across the stone walls. What do you think they forgot to do when they left that room? I think they forgot to do something. So they found a trap door. How did they find the trap door? Lifting up a rock. Lifting up a rock. So they lifted up a rock and the trap door was under it. And then they went through the trap door. But what did they leave, like, on the top? The backpack. What about the rock? Yeah. So when somebody comes in, they're going to see the rock. 
that's not where it should be, right? The big stone. So they should have, if they could have, they should have moved the stone back to cover up the trap door again once they were through it. And then close the trap door because then they, nobody would be able to tell that they went through. Hmm. Let's see. <clears throat> he shook the light. Were the batteries going dead? <clears throat> I think our light's dying, he said to Annie. Hurry, she called from behind him. Jack went faster. His back hurt from crouching. The light got dimmer and dimmer. Jack was desperate to get out of the castle before the batteries died completely. Soon he reached another small wooden door. It was the door at the end of the tunnel. Jack unlatched the door and pushed it open. He poked his head outside. He couldn't see anything in the misty darkness. The air felt cool and fresh. He took a deep breath. <gasps> Where are we? whispered Annie behind him. What do you see? Nothing, but I think we're come out to the outside of the castle, said Jack. I'll find out. Jack put the flashlight in his pack. He put his pack on his back, and he stuck his hand out, the out of the door. He couldn't feel the ground. I'm going to have to go feet first, he said. Jack turned around in the small tunnel. He lay on his stomach. He stuck one leg out the door and then the other. Wow, Jack is really brave. He's braver than me. I think you'd be this brave if you were in this situation. I would. Mm -hmm. Jack inched down bit by bit until he was hanging out of the door and clinging to the ledge. This must be the precipice, he called to Annie. I can't touch the ground. Pull me up. Annie reached for Jack hand, Jack's hands. I can't hold you, she said. Jack felt his fingers slipping. Then he fell through the darkness. <gasps> Splash! Annie? So a precipice is like a cliff. So Jack fell, and he's fallen into something that made a splash. What do you think he fell into? What? The moat. The moat, yeah. Uh-oh. Whatever's in there, Jack will get eaten. Eaten and eaten. I hope there aren't any crocodiles in there. Me too. Chapter 8, The Night. Water filled Jack's nose and covered his head. His glasses slipped off. He grabbed them just in time. He coughed and flailed his arms. Jack, Annie was calling from above. I'm in the moat, said Jack, gasping for air. He tried to tread water and put his black glasses back on. With his backpack, his shoes, and his heavy clothes, he could barely stay afloat. Splash! Hi, I'm here, Annie sputtered. Jack could hear Annie nearby, but he couldn't see her. Which way's land? Annie asked. I don't know, just swim. Jack doggy paddled through the cold black water. What? Land? Is right in front of them. Ah. And beside them. He heard Annie swimming too. At first it seemed as if she was swimming in front of him, but then he heard a splash behind him. Annie, he called. What? Her voice came in front of came from in front, not behind. Another splash. Behind. Jack's heart almost stopped. Crocodiles? He couldn't see anything through his water street glasses. Annie, he whispered. What? Swim faster. But I'm here. I'm over here near the edge, she whispered. Jack swam through the dark towards her voice. He imagined a crocodile slithering after him. Jack's hand touched a wet, live thing. Ah! He cried. It's me. Take my hand, said Annie. Jack grabbed her hand. She pulled him to the edge of the water, of the moat. 
They crawled over an embankment onto wet grass. Oh, man, Jack said. He was shivering all over. You know what, honey? I, I will get you um, a couple gems today. Okay, I keep forgetting to get them, but I, I will get them for you. After we finish this book, I'll go get them, okay? Okay. Jack grabbed her hand. She pulled him to the edge of the moat. Um, oh, man, Jack said. He was shivering all over. His teeth were chattering, and he shook the water off of his teeth. His teeth. When you get really cold, your teeth chatter. Which means they go... They kind of crash together and open really fast. He shook the water off of his glasses and put them back on. It was so misty he couldn't see the castle. He couldn't even see the moat, much less a crocodile. We made it, said Annie. Her teeth were chattering too. I know, said Jack, but where are we? He peered at the foggy darkness. Where was the drawbridge, the windmill, the hawk house, the grove of trees, the treehouse? Everything had been swallowed up by the thick, soupy darkness. What thick, soupy darkness? Well, it was so dark that they couldn't see anything. Jack reached into his wet because backpack. Because Eddie did not want to leave that place. Yeah. He made him, like, do bad figs. Hmm. Well, she didn't make him. I mean, he chose, but um, <laughs> Jack, Jack chose to follow her. But he was just trying to take care of his sister. But he also wanted to explore. Jack reached into his wet backpack and pulled out the flashlight. He pushed on the switch. Nothing happened. The batteries were dead. They were trapped, but not in a dungeon. They were trapped in a still cold darkness. A horse's whinny echoed through the night. The clouds parted and the full moon was shining in the sky. A pool of light spread through the mist. Look, here's a picture, honey. Jack and Annie saw a shadowy, look, shadowy figure a few feet away. It was the knight. The knight sat on a black horse. The armor, his armor shone in the moonlight. A visor hid his face, but it seemed to be staring straight at Jack and Annie. Chapter 9, Under the Moon. Jack froze. It's him, Annie whispered. The knight held out his gloved hand. Come on, Jack, Annie said. Where are you going, said Jack. He wants to help us, said Annie. How do you know, said Jack. I can just tell, said Annie. Annie stepped towards the horse. The knight dismounted. Do you know what that means? Dismounted? What do you think it means? I think it means down. It means he got down off of his horse. Dismounted. The knight picked up Annie and put her on the back of his horse. Come on, Jack, Annie called. Jack moved slowly towards the knight. The knight lifted him up, too, and put him on the horse behind Annie. The knight then got on behind her. He slapped the reins. The black horse cantered beside the moonlit water of the moat. No, look at the book cover. Yeah. He's supposed to be in front of the horse. The knight? Yeah. Well, the knight put Annie up on the horse and then... Yeah. No, that's correct. Because he put Annie up first and then he put Jack on and then he got up behind both of them. Because he wants to make sure they don't fall off. 
And it can fall off in foot. That's true, but it would be harder to fall off in front. Why? Because they'd have to go over the horse's head. So if the horse was galloping or jumping, then they could fall off in front. But it's easy, it would be easier for them to fall off to the side or back. So he's protecting them from falling off there. Um, Jack rocked back and forth in the saddle. The wind blew his hair. He felt very brave and very powerful. He felt as if he could ride forever on his horse with this mysterious night over the ocean, over the world, over the moon. A hawk shrieked in the darkness. There's, a tr There's the treehouse, said Annie. She pointed to the, towards a grove of trees. The knight guided his horse towards the trees. See, there it is, Annie said, pointing to the ladder. The knight brought his horse to a stop. He dismounted and helped Annie and Jack down. Thank you, sir, Annie said. She bowed. Thank you, sir, Jack said. He bowed, too. The knight got back on his horse. He raised his gloved hand. Then he slapped the reins and rode off through the mist. Annie started up the tall ladder, and Jack followed. They climbed into the dark treehouse and looked out of the window. The knight was riding towards the outer wall of the castle. They saw him go through the outer gate. Clouds started to cover the moon again. For a brief moment, Jack saw that he saw, thought that he saw the knight's armor gleaming on top of the hill behind the castle. The clouds covered the moon completely. A blackness swallowed the land. He's gone, whispered Annie. Jack shivered in his wet clothes as he kept staring at the blackness. I'm cold, said Annie. Where's the Pennsylvania book? Jack heard Annie fumbling in the darkness. He kept looking out of the window. I think this is it, said Annie. I feel a silk bookmark. Jack was only half listening. He was hoping to see the knight's armor gleam again in the distance. Okay, I'm going to use this, said Annie, because I think it's the right one. Here goes. Okay, I'm pointing. I'm going to make a wish. I wish we could go to Frog Creek. Jack heard the wind begin to blow softly. I hope I pointed to the right picture in the right book, said Annie. What? Jack looked back to her. Right picture? Right book? The treehouse began to rock. The wind got louder and louder. I hope it wasn't the dinosaur book, said Annie. Stop! shouted Jack at the treehouse. Too late. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely. Chapter 10, One Mystery Solved. There was one. It was dawn. Far away, a dog barked. I think it's Henry barking, Annie said. Jack and Annie both looked out of the treehouse window. We're home, said Annie. Yay! That was close, said Jack. Close? Close. That was a close one. In the distance, streetlights glowed near their house. There was light on in the upstairs window. Uh-oh, said Annie. I think Mom and Dad are up. Hurry! Wait! In a daze, Jack opened his pack. He pulled out the castle book. It was quite wet, but Jack placed it back with all the other books. Come on, said Annie. She started climbing out of the treehouse. Jack followed her down the rope ladder. They reached the ground and took off running between the gray-black trees. They left the woods and ran... Right there. No, honey, I can't see. Can I finish this? Yeah. Give me a couple more pages. Yeah.
two more papers. Mm -hmm. We read a lot. They got to their yard and crept across the lawn. They opened their front door carefully and slipped inside their house. They're not downstairs yet, whispered Annie. I don't think they should be sneaking around around their parents, so I think they should just tell their parents the truth. Yeah. He led the way up the stairs and down the hall. Because, you know, their parents might be able to help them or go on these adventures with them. Which would be way more fun. There's no sign of there was no sign of their mom and dad that Jack could hear water running in the bathroom. Their house was so different from the dark cold castle. It was safe and cozy and friendly. Annie stopped at her bedroom door. She gave Jack a smile, then disappeared in her room. Jack hurried into his room. He took off his damp clothes and pulled on his dry, soft pajamas. He sat down on his bed and opened his backpack. He took out his wet notebook. He felt around for a pencil, but his hand touched something else. Jack pulled the blue leather bookmark out of his pack. It must have fallen out of the castle book. Jack held the bookmark close to his lamp and studied it. The leather was smooth and warm. It seemed ancient. For the first time, Jack noticed a letter on the bookmark. It was a fancy M. Jack opened the drawer next to his bed. He took out the gold medallion. He looked at the letter on it. It was the same M. Now this was an amazing new fact. Jack took a deep breath. At least that was one mystery solved. The person who had dropped the gold medallion at the time of the dinosaurs was the same person who owned all the books in the treehouse. Who was this person? Jack placed the bookmark next to the medallion. He closed the drawer. Jack picked up his pencils. He turned to the last loose wet page in his notebook and started to write down this, this new fact, the same. But before he could draw the M, his eyes closed. Jack dreamed that they were with the knight again. All three of them were riding the black horse through a cool, dark night. They rode beyond the outer wall of the castle and up over the moonlit hill. They all rode into the mist. So there, there are two words in this book that sound exactly the same, and they're night and night. And depending on how they're spelled, they mean different things. Night, night. So night without a K at the beginning means nighttime, like bedtime. But night with a K at the beginning means um, the, that guy, the night on the horse. So it's confusing. Like night time and night. Did you want me to read this part too? Lords and ladies. This is, I think, a little bit from Knights and Castles. Um, facts. Lords and ladies. In the Middle Ages, most rich people were nobles. Nobles came from families that had been wealthy for a long time. Noble women were called ladies. They could also have titles such as Baroness, Duchess, or Countess. So I would be Lady Holly, or Baroness Holly, or Duchess Holly, or Countess Holly. <laughs> you could be Lord David, or Baron David, or Duke David. I would be Lord Count David. Lord David. Lord David. That's good. What about Daddy? What could Daddy be? That could be Lord. Lord Bill. Lord Bill, Lord William, or Baron William. The Lord Bill. Duke William. The Lord Bill. Lord Bill. Noble men sometimes had titles such as Baron, Duke, or Count. 
The feudal system helped keep order during the Middle Ages, but it wasn't very fair. A person almost always had to be born into the nobility. Even people who worked very hard and became rich could not, could not normally become nobles. Today in Europe, America, and many other places around the world, people are free to work hard to become almost anything that they want to be. Anything? Oh, yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? A pirate. <laughs> How do you want to be a paleontologist? Okay, I will. You want to be a paleontologist pirate? So, I want to be a paleontologist, which means two days of paleontologist each month, uh-huh. and two days of finding treasure each oh, month. Oh, that sounds exciting. So, that's only four days a month, though. What are you going to do with the other 26 days? Do the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little split bit. your time between paleontology and piratology? Yeah. yeah. You know, when I was little, I wanted to be a veterinarian in the mornings, and then in the night time, in the evening, I would be a model. A model? A model, yes. I would wear clothes, and people would take pictures of me wearing clothes. Like this? <laughs> yes, exactly like that. Teach me how you stand We like this? Oh, that's a good one, too. One leg out. Oh, oh, like this. I like your froggy pose that you did a minute ago. That was awesome. Like this? Like this. This is my snake pose. Oh, that's a good pose. I like your snake pose. Oh, well, that was a good story. So that was book number two. Now it's time Next, for book, book number three. I think the pirate one is book number four. Let's see. Number three is called Mummies in the Morning. So that's the next one. Number four is Pirates Past Noon. There are 28 of these books. That's pretty amazing. I found number one and I found a crocodile one. Ooh, cool. This is number six. Oh, wow. Well, next one we should read is number three. Can you say bye-bye, podcast listeners? No, I want to I hear it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to play it for you, but first, can you please say bye-bye, podcast listeners? Bye-bye, podcast listeners! Bye. And don't forget to clean your face when you wash your phone! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> say thanks for listening! Thanks for listening!